Hello and welcome to SouthPod. I'm delighted to be joined again by Anna Paula Cochino-Rezi, an expert in infection prevention control with the World Health Organization. Anna Paula, you're very welcome back. This is, this is the fourth episode in our series of conversations about COVID. Um, and just before coming on this call, um, I realise you're based actually in the WHO European office in Copenhagen. And I was wondering, have your restrictions in Denmark been heightened there uh, today as a result of the COVID outbreak on these mink farms? So here, uh, so good afternoon, everyone. So, um, so the restrictions for us here living in Copenhagen have not um, changed in connection with this um, uh, situation with the minks and coronavirus in Denmark. So the government has made an announcement of a number of um, uh, measures that are being implemented in northern Jutland. Uh, the government has been very uh, transparent and very... Um, uh, very active in sharing information with the public and explaining what they're doing and what they're doing. Uh, they made sure that their, the risk assessment of the situation has been shared in the public domain. So, uh, but for us here, living in Copenhagen and in Zealand, the, the measures are not, uh, the, we, we maintain the current measures that were I think implemented as of, if I'm not wrong, 27, 28th of October. So, uh, which is just asking, uh, so now it's a mandatory to wear uh, a mask or you can also wear, or wear um, a face shield, the visors, what they, they call here, visors, uh, when you enter a shop or when you go to, a, um, you know, when you're going to any public spaces. They also recommend that, uh, you know, to wear a mask or a visor when you're using public transportation. And uh, they're asking people to work from home as much as possible. The schools are open. And um, uh, whatever you go um, in, in Copenhagen, because it's where I live, you can see availability of um, products for hand hygiene everywhere. So, mm -hmm. and also the signs to for you know individuals to respect physical distance. So it's it's um, it's a great support that Denmark is giving to its population to fight this pandemic. I think your restrictions sound very similar to ours at the moment, and we're we're very much all learning to live with the these new uh, arrangements in place. And I was listening to um, Dr. Tedros, the WHO Director General, this week, and he said really that Europe is at, he described it as a critical moment in the pandemic. And he's called really for all of our leaders to step up and suppress this virus using these restrictions or really by breaking the chain of, of, of transmission. What else can we do, Anna Paula, over and above what we've already got in place? So, Ruth, Ruth thank you very much for this question. I think there is a... Uh, um, I think one aspect that we all have to acknowledge to, you know, a starting point, I think that we, we are reaching a, a point of fatigue. I already mentioned about, you know, the impact of fatigue that we have in, uh, among health workers. So we as society, we are also, you know, reaching, you know, point of fatigue and some people already passed this point. And um, I think it creates a lot of anxiety, especially because we are looking forward to Christmas period where we can, 
you know, have some weekend celebrate and now people wonder well, how, how Christmas is going to be this year, right? So I think there is in, um, um, in terms of, uh, you know, we as individuals, you and me, we all, you know, have all these uh, concerns. But I think as um, uh, uh, apart from that, that we have to acknowledge that uh, there is a fatigue uh, point that we reach, we also have, as individuals, we all can contribute individually and show solidarity to fight against this pandemic, right? So, I have, as an individual, I, I am always or most of the time in control of what I am doing or what I'm not doing. So, you can decide, you know, when you are gathering with people outside your working environment, you still can choose this of doing or not doing and um, as when the, uh, the government they define the numbers of how many people we can meet we all get a little you know not very happy about that but we still can connect with uh, you know a limited number of people through using different platforms that it didn't exist in the past right and I know it's not the same uh, but we, we have other options, right? And every time you take a different option, you know that's not going to be the same as the first option you want, right? So I think this is an uh, important aspect. Um, so about the, how, you, how you really uh, coordinate your social interaction with the rest of the world in, you know, during this pandemic. Um, the other aspect is uh, I, there are all these uh, very practical individual measures that we all can do, like hand hygiene. It's, it's always, it should always be high in the agenda, right? Uh, and I hope that once the pandemic is over, that we keep um, um, with hand hygiene so high as we are doing right now. Uh, physical distancing is also very important to maintain this uh, physical distance. And for those countries that are recommending the use of masks in public um, public spaces, in um, shops, or public transportation, yeah, yeah, wear a mask, but wear it properly. For, mm -hmm. Remember that your mask has to cover your nose, your mouth. We see, you know, you walk around and you see people that they are not wearing a uh, mask appropriately. And if you have to remove your mask, don't forget hand hygiene. So there are all these steps that we as individuals, we have to do. But of course, it's not all the restrictions that are posed, you know, in the society, they are inconvenient, right? Mm. But we have to think that they are inconvenient for a period of time. So if we comply with these inconvenient recommendations at the moment, or you know, that what the, the government has instituted at the moment. And we add this, my individual contribution, the period that we have to be doing it for this uh, inconvenient period, it reduces, right? Because we all are doing our work together. Yes. I think that's really important. Um, you know, we really do all have a role to play in this. And I suppose, how critical is public compliance, how critical is it that every single one of us adheres to these public health messages in bringing down the virus? Yeah, 
It's very important that we have as a, you know, as a society, we have a very high compliance, right? There is, a, um, there is always a big question when people are discussing about, for instance, on the use of masks in the in public settings as a non-pharmaceutical intervention, right? So, um, so I think it's a, a big question is how much, how, how high is the compliance, right? And we know that in some places compliance will be very high because this uh, recommendation is not really a recommendation; it's mandatory, and there is it's enforced. Mm -hmm. And if people don't comply, they may get a fine. So this is one indirect way to measure compliance. That not necessarily says that if that measure is being implemented appropriately, that is is a different thing. So. Mm -hmm. um, I think that what each individual should be doing, it's really to uh, public health institutes around the world, they have published loads of infographics on how to wear masks and how to respect and to observe physical distancing and how to, um, for instance, uh, how to you know perform hand hygiene. So I think as an individual, we all have the, you know, the responsibility to become familiar with those procedures and and be the role models, right? We, each of us is, I should not rely only on you. You are the one who do it. You should do it. And then I will do it. No, we all have to do it, right? Um, and the other thing is about um, having really this sense of, I care for everyone that is around me, right? Because the low compliance of my actions may have an impact perhaps in people I know, perhaps mm -hmm. people I do not know, right? But they will have an impact in someone's life. So that's why we have always to, you know, keep up with this being really the role models of, mm -hmm. you know, these um, social methods. So it's very important that the public definitely follows these um, guidance and recommendations of the government. I think that's so important because, um, today in our hospitals in the Southern Trust. Um, I was speaking this morning to uh, one of our intensivists and he was saying, our, I mean, we have many patients in our intensive care unit at the moment and many of them are now older. Um, and that's what we're so anxious about. Um, the, the younger people maybe out and about in the community are now passing the virus on to maybe it's their grandparents or, or parents and those those older people are now really starting to to show more um, and be sicker with other with other comorbidities. So um, they're unfortunately our intensive care units have have many patients like that at the moment. In in Northern Ireland here, we've we've had a really difficult few weeks. Um, we're operating well beyond capacity. We've cancelled surgery. Um, we've been in partial lockdown, but. Um, these restrictions are due to be reviewed next week and there's a huge lobby from the business community and the hospitality industry to, to get the place reopened again but our medical leaders are fearing that the health system is already under this massive pressure so I suppose what, what I wanted to, to ask you is is it really an impossible decision can we really suppress this virus as Dr Tedros is calling for us to do and reopen society at the same time? Is it possible to have everything? I think it is possible. It, dep it's, it also depends how much you all want to invest and cheap in, right? Mm -hmm. So, as I said before, um, the government 
you know, puts out a, a published a recommendation or a mandatory, um, let's say that there is now the mandatory use of masks. So this is for use of people. So we always go back to people, right? And then people are the ones who have business. And so we, we all, we all people, we are part of the same planet. So there is definitely ways of doing all, but require investment of everyone. So, uh, so that's why we really have to support uh, health authorities that are doing a tremendous work. Um, like for instance, when you have to do contact tracing, it's, you know, it's uh, the number of, you know, uh, people that are involved with contact tracing, it's, it's really, really tremendous. And um, so because contact tracing is a key measure, part of the containment strategy, because we are really trying to suppress this virus. So we have to test, we have to isolate, we have to care for people who are sick, and we need to do the contact tracing of, you know, the tracing of all contacts. So you can't, in, so in, in these uh, activities, you cannot pick and choose. You have to do it all. And this is together with, you know, with everyone. So maybe I'm part of a, a group of people that was, uh, was in contact with someone. So then I have to do my homework and I have to follow what the health authorities are saying. I have to quarantine, I quarantine the 14 days. So there is, it's, so we, so as I said, there is, it's always go back to people. So there are people in both sides and we want to protect people to be, you know, to not have uh, um, access to health, right? That's, you know, because the hospital are so overwhelmed. So for the business, it is possible to, um, you know, to uh, have business open. But this has to be done really in, you know, very close collaboration with the health sector because it's not, not that the health sector doesn't want the business to open. They want to make sure that when, if, if it's open, it's done properly. So perhaps, like, if it's this type of business, can people work from home? Maybe, yes. So taking people out of, you know, of the streets, so you reduce the number of people in the bus, you know, it's, and so on. So there is always a domino, a positive domino effect, so, so certain measures. So for other things is like, um, um, how, how you ensure this uh, physical distance in this working environment? How you make sure that, you know, the ventilation in this working environment is safe? Does this working environment has access to hand hygiene facilities? And uh, does this working environment has a protocol that in case they have a case, what do they do? So it's everyone really part of this response. So it is possible to, you know, to work with, you know, to fight this pandemic with business open, but everyone has to be fully committed because this is not only um, a fight of the health sector. This is a fight of, of the, you know, the human beings that live in this planet, right? We are all together living in this planet. So we are all together in this fight. So we, sometimes we put this in, you know, different boxes. We are in only one, this, you know, beautiful planet called Earth, 
right? And we have to do it together. I think that's a really strong message, Anna Paula. Um, there's a very clear checklist of, of what we have to do and we have to do it all. And if we do that together, um, you've given us some light at the end of the tunnel. So thank you very much for your insights again. Um, they're always fascinating and thank you for taking the time to talk to us.